Hey there, Heather Creekmore here. Glad you're listening to the Compare Do Show today. We are in a month long series where we are praying daily, every weekday, for God to heal our body image issues and our issues with food, insecurity, all of those things. And what we're praying most of all is that through this month, God would help us to tune in to Him and to tune out those messages of the world that tell us that we're pretty much just a body and that our value and worth are related to our bodies. And what happens when we believe those messages, when we receive those messages, when we hear those messages over and over again, it affects our relationship with food because there is no doubt that the message is clear from the culture around us that how you relate to food has a direct impact on what your body looks like. So if you want your body to look a certain way, you have to relate to food in a certain way. And friends, it's dangerous. 28.8 million Americans will have a diagnosable full-blown eating disorder sometime in their lifetime. Now, understand also that only 6% of those people will technically be what would be considered underweight by medical standards. The number of people who face disordered eating, we can't even attempt to guess that. But we do know that anyone who is following dieting-like behaviors, if you are restricting food, if you are following a specific plan that calls for you to be hungry and go hungry when food is available to you, that is a sort of disordered eating. And among those who follow any sort of disordered eating behaviors... A full 25% of those people will go on to a full-blown eating disorder. So our relationship with food is important. It's important for us, our own lives. If you're a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, it's important for those around you too, right? The kids that are watching you relate to food will learn how to relate to food based on how you relate to food. So that's where we're going today. We're going to pray for a healthier relationship with food. I hope you'll join me. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey friends, so today we are talking about praying for our relationship with food or really praying for peace with food. You see, even if you don't think food has ever been a big area of struggle for you, you may be surprised. But if you dig a little deeper, I could be wrong. But what I found when I work with clients is that even if their biggest issue is with something like your height 
or your skin or your hair or things that don't seem directly connected to food like maybe a weight issue would. It's amazing how when we start digging below the surface, there's normally a food issue there, even if it's not the biggest issue they're dealing with at the moment. Now, sometimes we don't even feel like a food food is an issue for us because we may be in a season where we're controlling food, and I'm going to use this word in quotation marks, successfully, where we feel like we have figured out what to do with our food. But sometimes, my friend, that control is just a temporary state. It's like if you're trying to hold a beach ball below the water, you may be successful at holding that beach ball below the water for five, seven, 10 seconds even, but eventually that beach ball is going to want to pop up. And so what I'd encourage you to do is if your relationship with food feels managed or controlled, let's go beyond just I figured out a way to manage and control it. And let's try to find a way where you can truly find peace with food. Now, understand food was never something we were designed to have our lives revolve around. Food is not to be the greatest love of our lives, nor is it to be the greatest thorn in our flesh. Food is just food. It's the nourishment system God created so that we could live. Did you hear that part? (laughs) We need food to live. You know that. I know you know that. But as I reflect on my own really disturbed relationship with food over the years, I would categorize my relationship with food as trying not to eat. It's like, okay, God, I know you designed me to live on food, but let me see how little of it I can get by with. Now, lest you think I was successful at that, I wasn't, right? Because physiology takes over. And so what would happen is I would restrict and then I would eat all the things and then I restrict and I would eat all the things. And it became this very destructive pattern in my life where I was never at peace with food. Now, culture around us, these messages that we have to tune out, tell us things like our decisions around food are moral. (laughs) Or even sometimes in the church, we can feel like our decisions around food are spiritual, right? Like we don't have quote unquote self-control if we eat one French fry past fullness, or maybe if we eat French fries at all, maybe it's one carrot past fullness in your food economy. But friends, I did a whole episode, actually two episodes on self-control last spring with Amy Carlson, a registered dietitian, go check those out if you didn't hear those. That's not what self-control is about. Self-control is about how well we love others, not about how well we restrict food. That is a message of diet culture that has penetrated the church and has further disturbed our ability to find peace with food. Hear me clearly. Decisions about food aren't moral or spiritual most of the time. Instead, they should just be decisions about how to feed our body in a way that makes our body feel good and in a way that enables us to serve the Lord each day. 
But when we stress about every morsel we put in our mouth, not only do we not have peace with food, but I think we disrupt our peace in all of life, right? I I know clients, I have friends that have refused dinner invitations because they didn't know what would be served. We dread the holidays or birthday parties or other celebrations because we'll quote unquote be tempted to eat. Listen to that language use, temptation, as if it's an evil thing from the devil tempting us to sin against not God. It's not, friends. It's just food. It's just cake. <laughs> it's just cookies. There's nothing about eating cake or cookies that breaks God's laws. The only laws we are tempted to break when we do that are the laws of diet culture. We're going to talk more about that in the next few days. But today, I just want us to pray that we can recategorize food so we don't have to stress over food like it's this terrorist waiting in our pantry to take us down. That's not it at all. Food is neutral. Now, our verse for today is Matthew 15, 11, and it says, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of his mouth. This defiles a person. Friends, it's not what you eat that makes you unclean. And diet culture has created this whole system of food righteousness, right? Where if you eat a certain way, then you are a worthy, healthy, intelligent person, right? But scripture reminds us it's about what goes on in our hearts. That's what makes us clean. That's what makes us righteous. Who do we put first? Jesus and following him is our only path to righteousness, not following diet culture's rules. So today, let's begin a new journey and pray for peace with food. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray right now for my sister who's listening today, God. You know what her struggle with food has been. You know how her journey has looked. You know whether food has been the enemy or maybe food has been too good of a friend for her. Maybe food has been a constant companion, filling a place that you should fill. God, no matter what her relationship with food is right now, I pray that you will begin the process of opening her eyes so that she can see food in a different way way. I pray that you will give her a heart that longs for peace with food, that peace that will allow food to just be food in her life, to not be a God and to not be a slave master, but to just be food. God, thank you for the work you are beginning today in my friend's heart and life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So your action step for today, my friend, is to take like five minutes today and just think about, give yourself a vision for what peace with food would look like for you. Maybe it's like I mentioned, maybe peace with food means you're able to accept a lunch invitation or dinner invitation because you aren't so worried about what will be served. You can just be there and enjoy the company. Maybe peace with food looks like having a piece of birthday cake at a birthday party. Maybe peace with food means getting help for under eating or, or for binging. Maybe it's time that you seek the help of a non-diet dietitian. I'm happy to refer you to one who can help you figure out why your relationship with food has been so disturbed and how to make peace with it. 
no matter where you're at today, just take five minutes and just kind of maybe write out one word vision or one sentence vision rather. Peace with food for me would look like. Write that out and then continue to pray about this as we go on, right? I know God hears these prayers and I know his heart is for you to be at peace with food. It's how he created you to be nourished. It was never supposed to be this demon in our lives that diet culture has created it to be. Well, that's all for today's show. Again, if you need help in this area, reach out. There's no shame in getting help. I've gotten a lot of help in this area and I've benefited from it greatly. So reach out if you need help. Thanks for listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Oh, hey there. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend. In my new podcast, Billy and the Goat, I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.